Oh, yeah, my mom would say, you've got a nice big yard to play in, and you have plenty of brothers and sisters. What are you complaining about? The plenty of brothers and sisters? <laughs> what are you talking about? I feel like sometimes adults forget yeah. that kind of stuff. Who's Regardless of how much you may get along with your siblings, at a certain point, it's like, really? Yeah. Drums, please! <laughs> Welcome to Hey You Know It. My name is Jaquetta Sotmar, and I'm here with my co-host, Katie Kazmir. Hey You Know It is a podcast that tells you how it is or how it should be. You can listen to Hey You Know It on iTunes, a new episode every Monday. And here they are, Jaquetta and Katie. So we are celebrating all things summer, and whenever I think about this Preparing for the summer episode, I always think of Summer Wheatley. Summer Wheatley. Which is the one of the love interests in Napoleon Dynamite. Right. I just love the name Summer Wheatley. Yeah. It's just, it's like the most basic. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? But for me, you'll have summer all year. Yeah. Didn't she say yep. that? Yeah. Summer Wheatley. All right. So I just want to, this is something I got from the Farmer's Almanac, which is online at almanac.com. They must have been the first people out there to get that URL. And their their question was, is the summer solstice the first day of summer? Okay, because what we have going on here is, like, Memorial Day is the unofficial kickoff of summer. Because, yeah. like, then it's June, and it's like, all right, it's warm. But, but we used to be at a school, but now kids don't get out until the last day of June. So that's, right. you know, that's another thing. Back too. And then there is the summer solstice, which mm-hmm. is around June 21st-ish. Yep. And that usually is the official mark of summer, yep. right? Summer That's officially they, starts. But you're telling us that there's something else well, happening. Well, the Farmer's Almanac just says, I guess, as people say, is solstice, summer solstice the first day? They say yes and no. They said there are two ways of looking at it. You can look at it meteorolog- meteoro- meteorologically. <laughs> what? You can. can you meteorologically. Look at meteorologically. Or astronomically. Okay. And meteorologists, they say, divide the year into the four seasons based on months and the temperature. And they do that so that they can uh, organize their data properly. Okay. That's the reason for that. Um, And that system, the summer begins June 1st for meteorologists and ends August 31st. Okay. But Oh, how nice and neat and convenient. Yeah, because they're going to be comparing things. But the summer solstice is not considered to be the first day for them. However, according to the almanac, which goes by the uh, by astronomy, the first day of summer is when the sun reaches the highest point in the sky, which occurs on the summer solstice. So the almanac is saying you can look at it however you want, but from the almanac's point of view, the summer solstice is officially that's what I the say. First day of I'm summer. going with the farmer's almanac and yeah. the solstice. But I also found these other things that ways of dividing up uh, the year, the quarter days. I don't know if you were aware of these because mm. you usually know more. So they're. Four divisions of the year called quarter days. They mark the solstices and the equinoxes, and they fit into the way that people farmed. Uh, but they were also attuned to the Roman calendar, which was for civic um, and religious purposes, and then Celtic days. And it also aligns with the Christian calendar. And by that, I mean the Christian calendar aligns it aligns with them. Yeah. With them, yeah. Um, so there's a cup. There's four of these, and so we know Christmas. Mm-hmm. Right, that's December twenty fifth. That's the winter solstice. Um, it's, it was a Celtic rituals, and then Christianity also put that time as the birth of Christ because everyone was already celebrating. Right. 
Um, then September 29th, and I'm going backwards on these, is Michaelmas, or Michaelmas. Michaelmas. Which is the fall equinox, the harvest day. Um, and it started the customs of having the elections, so that the elections would be in September, but in the United States, they moved it to November because of the climate different here. Right. They wanted the the election day, which is the first Tuesday in November. Mm-hmm. It was picked because they didn't want, it, it was the farmers who were Christian to yeah. vote on a Sunday. Um, then they had to travel, take the Monday to travel to town mm-hmm. to vote on the Tuesday so they could get back for market on Wednesday. Although it seems it. like Sunday would be a good day to vote mm-hmm. if it's an auspicious day. Mm-hmm. You'd be, but in any case, so that would be September 29th, Michael Mass. Then there's Midsummer Day, which is June 24th. Um, this is around the time of the solstice, the midpoint of the growing season, halfway between planting and harvest. And then the church, the English church, celebrated this as the birth of John the Baptist. So just clearly making things up, right? They didn't actually have anything yeah. for this. Yeah, that's what it, yeah, um, that's what my thing is about. Actually. Yeah, so they said this day is the birthday of John the Baptist, who said that Jesus will be born in six months. That's St. John's Eve. Uh, oh, St. John's Eve. Okay. Yeah, and I can expand on that shortly. And then the the March 25th, which we miss, is Lady Day, which I like. Nobody talks about Lady, Lady Day. Day. I know. Oh. Well, that's the first rule of Lady Day, I guess. <laughs> uh, so it's around the time of the spring equinox. It's the traditional day for hiring farm laborers to come in on Lady Day and get ready for planting and harvesting. And then the church made that the feast of the angel Gabriel's annunciation to the Virgin Mary that she was knocked up. Oh, figures. There, there's a um, seed that's in her. Lady the, Day because she's implanted. Yeah. So and this is about the planting of the it's, earth. It's oh. fascinating because, and we talked about this for all religions, not all, but a lot of Western religions kind of follow the same cycle based on this pagan mm-hmm. religions, also kind of based on their Greek and Roman traditions. And then Christianity has found a way to, like, to... Smear itself smear, all like, over To it. put yeah. itself on top of it. Yeah. But then we don't even know about a lot of these mm-hmm. holidays. Like, I'd never heard of Lady Day before. Yeah, I never... Like, because nobody... Because it's considered... If you grew up with any kind of Christian religion, mm-hmm. you were told that anything else is wrong yeah. and bad and from the but devil. But if, if you start... If you look at these... Different Lady Day on March 25th, Midsummer Day on June 24th, Michael Mass on September 29th, and Christmas on December 25th. It starts to look suspicious. Yeah. Because yeah. we, you know, it's like really these happen to fall exactly on these, you know, these equinoxes and along with the pagan calendar. So I just thought that was interesting. I'd, I'd bring up um, the quarter days. All right, what do you have? Mm, wow. Well, you're talking about St. John the mm-hmm. Baptist, and the, it's the, you're celebrating the day he was born. Yay! I don't remember this being a celebration. Is this a Catholic thing? It's a Catholic thing. Okay. No, I, I never celebrated this. Okay. No, I didn't even know about this till I read about it. Because this. I went to Catholic school, and I remember some of the holidays. But yeah. I don't remember. This, this is one. not one of them. I mean, I'm sure it is, but it, I've never heard of it. So it's Saint John's birthday. Yeah. And on his birthday, he was like in six months. Jesus is going to be the son of God born. Yeah. Okay. But was, well, but the thing not... is that John the Baptist was the one who, um, I think he was Jesus's cousin. Was he washing people's feet? Is that guy? No. No, he was basically, like, I think he was Jesus's cousin. Okay. I think. Not sure. That just for... even sounds weird. I know. <laughs> yeah, it's just my But cousin. he also was like uh, the prophet, like it came to him somehow. Mm-hmm. That, that his aunt was knocked up. <laughs> Do you see this? 
You know, he was but like, that he was a God. Little, you're looking a little hippie. <laughs> but that it was really the son of God. And he went he went out and started, he was the prophecy. So he went out and started telling everybody. Mm-hmm. And so he was, everyone was like, crazy John. How much older is he than Jesus, supposedly then? Well, he was a man when he was doing this, so. So you want to say he was like 30? Maybe. Okay. All right. And, all right, maybe he wasn't his cousin. I, somehow I think it's his cousin, but I'm not sure. <laughs> all right, <laughs> a relative. Or not. Or not. <laughs> so he started, he was like the, you know, walking like about town. History. Telling, I know, that's what I, I feel like. <laughs> I'm totally sober. I'm on caffeine. <laughs> I still can't. <laughs> it's like, read this passage and tell us what happened. And then... <laughs> His cousin. His cousin or not his or cousin. Or not his cousin. In any case, <laughs> as the story goes. So he he was out and about telling, spreading the word. Mm. Foretelling. Yes. That, <laughs> that Jesus, the son of man, is going to be born. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. Isn't this amazing? And, every, you know, people, just like you would see on the streets of people New York. People were like, yeah, yeah, sure. Sure, sure, sure. I'll take three figs. But then there were other prophecies that were kind of coming true. So they were like, eh. Um, and then at one point... Who was it? It was like every day a prophecy around here. Yeah, right. And then there was... Just trying to get to the market. I'm so bad with my my religious history because I don't even read it anymore. But there was a king that really liked uh, some young woman. And, Mm -hmm. you know, and she was like, he was like, whatever you want, whatever you want, just sleep with me, whatever you want. Yeah. She's like, I want the head of John the Baptist. That's right. And so she really did not want to sleep with that guy. You know, she thought he wouldn't do it. Yeah. She she felt bad. Well, you know what? There's a good lesson there. Yeah. <laughs> to learn. When someone asks you, you know, what do you want to do something else? And you think you're naming some really high price. We've all been burned by that before. Then you're like, well, I guess I'll be doing this. Yeah, I want his head on a silver platter, she yeah. said. And she was like, ah, whatever. Yeah, she and threw it out there. She's probably sitting with her girlfriends like, he'll never do. Oh, yeah, snap. and then he came by. And I remember seeing the the, the movie version of this. There was this platter with this this was it a waiter? Yeah, like a waiter. It was like serving a dinner. And That's really in poor taste <laughs> for sorry. whatever whatever film that was. She's That's not how that happened. And then to the bedroom. Right, basically. Yeah. It's like what you wanted it, and the guy's like, you you asked for it. Why would she ask for the head of John the Baptist? No, I don't know uh, for the story. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, so back to so Saint John. Okay, Saint John. There is what is this here? On the eve of St. John, which is... All right. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm just laughing because I, I went to Sunday school every week. I don't remember. Like, I've forgotten all of this. Yeah, I do too. I forgot. Yeah, no, I forgot. This is like the fundamental things that they tried to beat into my little skull. I went to Catholic school for like a, 10 and a half years or something, like nine and a half years. I think the point is that you have, the indoctrination must continue regularly otherwise it just goes away yeah and you get people like me going it was his cousin yeah. or not and it's then not like riding a horse yeah which i could do at any moment right now and do you realize like with what you know this is an example of me getting things wrong you know from memory <laughs> can you imagine different leaders who are now evoking the yeah. bible said this i and hope they this- checked first before they have i hope they're not just speaking off the cuff yeah, I think they're just like they're. But these guys are not going to check anything. Yeah, they're not going to check. They're just, they're, they're just like I'm right. And then other people are like, "Well, he said it. You he know, said the words." 
where the difference between me, I'm like, it may have been his cousin, it may have not. I can't remember. I'll have to look it up. It was probably a, never his cousin. A guy, it would be like, no, it was his cousin. It was his cousin. And That's I'll, it. you know what? Prove it wrong. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway. Change my mind. Okay. The days surrounding summer solstice abound with legends. Okay. Uh, div- divinations. Including and- the legend of the cousin. <laughs> you know, this legend. <laughs> Rituals involving water plants and fire. Throughout mostly rural areas of Europe, the night between June 23rd and June 24th is the feast of St. John the Baptist. Okay. His nativity. Excuse me? His nativity. I his didn't birth. know you could use nativity in another sense. I know. Okay, here we go. Mm. New world. So it is marked by festivals, bonfires, flaming wheels, rolling down mountainsides. I'm Rit- sorry. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what time of year is this? This is be- the eve of June 23rd. Okay, things, I was going to say, things aren't very dry then, so I think a flaming wheel is okay. Okay. <laughs> but I'm thinking a flaming wheel during the harvest would have set my entire community on fire. <laughs> Yes, there's ritualistic smoke purification of livestock, the burning of aromatic herbs to warn off evil and promote physical health and more. Mm-hmm. And more. And more. <laughs> Emas. At the center of this heady concoction of symbolism, ritual, witches and fairies, nature spirits and Christian saints, herbal mm-hmm. remedies, purifying evolutions, and potions. Okay. Um, you have you have this the eve of Saint John. Herbs, the herbs are believed to possess strong healing powers. As I'm many sure aromatics do. are. <laughs> I'm sure they do. <laughs> and harvest at this time of year, having just flowered. Mm-hmm. Um, so herbs, including St. John's wort. Yeah, I was going to ask, is that going to come up? Yeah. What are the properties of St. John's wort? Do you know? They're, it's like an antidepressant. Ah, okay. So for people who want to get kind of a mood boost if they're feeling down and sad or Is depressed, it an energetic thing or just kind of a... It's just a leaving more positive feeling. It's just a more positive okay. feeling. It's not energy. It's, it's not, not like a caffeine. It's not, it's not a boost. It's not okay. like a, a matcha or whatever you want to, or what is the other caffeine, one? Caffeine, things like this. Yeah. Yang, lang, whatever. Yeah. It's not a caffeine. It just, it improves your mood and your okay. outlook. So you feel a little more positive. But the thing is with St. John's Wort, you can't take it if you're on birth control because it reduces the efficacy of, oh, wow. of it. So don't and do that. make you sad. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and I'll make you even sadder. <laughs> yes. So always with a lot of these herbs, people like to poo-poo mm-hmm. herbs and their properties. Um, there, I would. My only thing with herbs is I think what happens is people poo-poo the, as you say, the properties of them because we receive them in such slight dosages mm-hmm. because they're extremely concentrated mm-hmm. otherwise and they can be harmful. Yeah. So I think sometimes what a lot of people are buying it's so little of it, like in the pill form or sometimes in the tinctures, and they're expecting a bigger bang for mm-hmm. it. But if you take things like St. John's wort, valerian, in the concentrated form, you're going to be screwed. Yeah. You know, like you yeah. need to know what you're doing. Right, right. It's and medicine. So, and since it's a nerve, really, it can't be regulated. Yeah. So they have these very light dosages yeah. available. 
Um, but yeah, so it's really good for a mood, but you would have to, any, if you're on any kind of medication at all or have some kind of disorder, you need to check with your doctors yeah. before you start taking these. That goes, that's true also for a cleansing tea. Sometimes those are not as uh, mild as yeah. people think they are. Yeah. Especially if you're, you know, if it's a detox and things like that, be careful if you're on medication. It could yeah. be leaching out the things you need from your medication. Yeah. So anyway, so all these herbs are, are harvest, harvested. Mint, rosemary, garlic, and onions, and even fruits such as red currant and hawthorn berries are believed to protect against evil. Okay. And they're gathered on this day. So all this is gathered on this day, as well as the dew that gathers on the plants overnight. That's gathered, too, Who's on this particular day. Who's getting that together? <laughs> Everybody. This is the work of fairies, people. <laughs> I, I can't imagine being a dew gatherer. It's, I would just lie. <laughs> Fill up a bottle of water, be like, yep, done. This is your do. Do, get your do right here. It is thought to bring not only physical benefits, but spiritual salvation and protection bestowed from this saint. Mm, also hydration. Himself. Yeah. So for a precise ritual, water is made um, by placing lavender leaves and flowers, St. John's wort, um, calamint, rosemary, and more, and a basin of water and left overnight. Mm-hmm. And um, then the powers of the saint are mixed in with the moonlight, cosmic forces, and all of that. So you get this very powerful, potent okay. thing. The following morning, women who wash with this water will improve their looks and ward off disease. Oh, okay. So it's a face wash. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> sure, why not? Yeah, and so any kind of dew directly like gathered from plants and trees at night during on that night... Um, foster hair growth, improve fertility, cure mm-hmm. skin afflictions, um, keep illness at bay. And <laughs> they say, well, another version perhaps devised for the lazier among us <laughs> calls for leaving a cloth out night. Pardon me. And then <laughs> leaving a cloth out? And the moisture from which is wrung out in the morning. Okay, that so would be me. Yeah. I'll be like, leave, leave, out a, leave out a couple of towels. <laughs> I'll just squeeze those onto myself in the morning. Yeah, so that's something to keep in mind. And it helps with um, uh, also with mating and nuptials, marital harmony. Mm-hmm. Um, and it helps balance everything. So that really, and there's like a bunch of rituals and things to do of... So on St. John's. On St. John's Eve. That Saint is John's like a Eve. magical night. That's interesting. Yeah. I kind of like that idea. I, it's, it's just such a shame, I feel like, we have in the United States with people from all over the world who so readily come here and throw away some of the most interesting parts of their mm-hmm. culture. Yeah, because a lot of that is something, it's like, hey, guess what? You on your own can get the dew and yeah. get the herbs and overnight and wash your face. And you're good. Yeah. Instead, they There's try, nothing to buy. There's nothing to buy. There's no priest yeah. involved. Yeah. It's, it is. There's it's no like church. self-directed kind of stuff. I think it's fun, though. I wish we had some of these traditions. Because yeah. why not? How could this be harmful? Yeah. And I say that as a person who's not religious. I'm sure someone who's religious could find harm in any mint, <laughs> like yeah. tea no, or whatever they it is. say that you're not... You're, you're, that's like the devil stuff. That's what they say. Oh, that's right. The herbs. The devil's herbs. That's a very <laughs> popular phrase. <laughs> they say anything that's not Christian is the devil. It, they call it Mountain Dew, but originally it was Satan's Dew. <laughs> it was Satan's Dew. Yeah. And it wasn't green. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so I have something here. Um, this is from Sweden's official site, Sweden.se, uh, about the start of the summer holidays for Swedish people. Mm-hmm. Um, Swedes are fairly well attuned to the rhythms of nature, it starts. I love that. The rest of us are like, huh, what's today? (laughs) 
But this them, no, yeah, they're attuned. A, but apparently it's a big deal. Midsummer Eve, it's, which is something that we don't really celebrate here, which I, it sounds like a really fun uh, thing to do as well, is that everything closes and everyone goes out to the country. So, like, uh, in the cities, everyone leaves town, everything closes, and the streets are empty nice. on Midsummer's Eve. Um, and people drive out into the country with friends and with family, and it's a time of, of the silver birches are in bloom. They engage in the maypole dancing. I always wonder who, where did that come from? Yeah. So the maypole dancing, and it says here, and to be honest, many Swedes take advantage of midsummer to fill all their social obligations at the uh, maypole. So they can enjoy the rest of the holiday in peace. Yeah. So it's a holiday that you're supposed to get away and be with friends and family, but they're like, mm, one day of that, we'll get around this maple a couple of times, and then quite honestly, Lars, I need some time to myself. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Otherwise, it's not going to work for me. Uh, so Midsummer Eve is always uh, in June, Friday between the 19th and the 25th, because they're saying that they like things to be in order. Mm-hmm. They like to be organized. Nice. Right? Because they're Swedish and they just do it on a Friday, regardless mm-hmm. of when the actual day itself is. And then everyone can have the you know a long weekend as well. Um, so they they begin the day by picking flowers and making wreaths to place on the may the maypole. And then they raise the maypole and they do traditional ring dances. The children are into it. Children love it apparently. Mm-hmm. Some adults. They say teenagers stay out of it and wait for the evening when there's more riotous things going on. Um, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> Guess, get out of here yeah. kid. a typical mid- it's probably one of those things when you're 13 you're like I'm not dancing the maple it's not cool Yeah, you know, I want to hang out with my friends typical midsummer menu features pickled herring but boiled new potatoes well it's alright uh, fresh dill sour cream chives a grilled fish or spare ribs salmon and then the first strawberries of summer which they pick oh that's nice they add cream to them traditional accompaniment cold beer and schnapps alright uh, preferably spiced. I don't know if it's the beer is spiced or the schnapps are spiced. I don't know if the beer and spice and schnapps are together and spiced. I don't know. Well, I don't. You know, it says every time the glasses are refilled, people start singing again. Uh, Swedes like a drink and a drinking song. The racier, the better. Okay. So like, I guess like body midnight sum- midsummer songs. Um, on the way home, so these are some of the older traditions. Traditionally, girls and young women are supposed to pick seven, seven different types of flowers on their way home from the celebration, put them under their pillow, and then at night, their future partner will appear to them. Oh, right. In a dream. Legend, well, they remember that dream yeah, now. Well, they rem- They should keep a, a notepad. Yeah. <laughs> Legend has it that the night before Midsummer's Day is a magical time for love, and it says it still is in a way. During this night, many a relationship is put to the test. Ooh. It says, under the influence of alcohol, the truth will out, which can lead to both marriage and divorce. I l- so sanguine. Like, it could go either way. Either way. <laughs> it's a time for a romance, the beginning or the end. <laughs> it, doesn't, <laughs> it doesn't. Something's going to happen. Yeah. Uh, it says, uh, midsummer is a popular time of the year for weddings and christening ceremonies. It says, like Whitson, and I forget what that one is, too. I don't know. Um, despite their poor showing as churchgoers... Swedes still like to wed in the country church because it looks nice. Mm-hmm. Be decked with, um, ent- you know, flowers and all that kind of stuff. So the origins are agrarian, um, and they were ha- the festivals were held in the summertime to welcome in the season of fertility, as we've mm-hmm. talked about before. Some people would dress up as mm-hmm. green men clad in ferns. 
Sometimes the ferns are, you know, cover more things. Sometimes they cover less things. Okay, got it. Um, Strategically placed fern. Yeah. They also decorate their house and farm tools with foliage. They raise the, the maypole. And that started around the 1500s. It was mostly for young people. Uh, to get together. It was a time for young people to go a court, I guess. Mm-hmm. You know, you could be together, men and women, and be free. And I guess that would be a good time for you to meet somebody. And get out there. Get and out you can, there. like, go and have a little rendezvous in the woods. With yeah. Them. And also, that was in the in the country. In industrial areas, that um, those festivities were brought into town so that people would have a day off mm-hmm. and have a good time and have fun, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and they said that the bond, bonfires used to be a big feature of it with games, uh, dancing, and that started in Europe around the 6th century. And it's always been considered to be a magical night. And one of the old traditions is that girls used to eat salted porridge so that their future husbands would bring them water in their dreams. Yeah, kind of interesting. Because, yeah, you know how sometimes your bodily functions will rule what's going on. Yeah, and it says young people also would visit Holy Springs at this time. They would drink healing water and amuse themselves. And these visits were supposed to be a reminder of how John the Baptist baptized Christ in the River Jordan. I highly doubt these young men and women were thinking about that mm-hmm. when they were frolicking at a spring, drinking, mm-hmm. and having a good time. But that's the, the backdrop of it. That's like the cover for it. Like, we're not here getting wet. Mm-hmm, we're here celebrating the baptism of Christ by John, John the Baptist. Baptist. John, Again. okay. Yep. All right, now I've got to really figure out so if it he all is his cousin. Comes together. <laughs> it all comes together. We need to see the family tree. Yeah, I need to. That's something that, ne- that's one of those questions that you ask in, uh, you know, that's something I would have asked in Bible study and that would have gotten, like, clipped behind the ear. Yeah, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Like my cousin Geraldine will be angry. You're listening to Hey You Know It with Jaquetta Sotmari and Katie Casimir. We're telling you how it is and how it should be. Is John the Baptist Jesus' cousin? If you know the answer, press one for yes. Okay, we'll find out. Was he his cousin? The answer is, according to the New Testament, John the Baptist was Jesus's cousin. Congratulations. Thank you. You win the prize. I win the prize. Most uh, Christian knowledge on a hikey podcast demonstrated. (laughs) (laughs) It's not like that's something you would have just thought of like off the cuff. I know, but then it's like... (laughs) He was his cousin. It was like, it just came to you. I can think they were related. (laughs) That, that must have been, like, a, a feature. Yeah, it must right? have been. Yeah, and it was. All right. So St. John. St. John, Is yeah. all in the mix here. Yep. The cousin of Jesus, the baptizer, and the heraldor. Yes, and then the beheaded. And then the beheaded. Uh, okay, but summer's here now. Okay. Time for anxiety. Yeah. Really? Yes. Summer anxiety? I thought summer was a time of, like, relaxation and laziness. Yeah, I know, but it's the heat. Okay. It's the thing. Do extreme heat of summer, does the extreme heat of summer increase anxiety? Okay. Well, if you don't Um, like heat, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, basically. If you're worried about being hot, sure. So, basically, they're like, what causes anxiety? And they're like, anything can be a trigger for anxiety. Yeah, anything that makes you anxious. Yeah. Seasonal affective disorder, though more uncommon, can can occur in the summer. So, the seasonal... F, um, sads, yeah. right? I usually think about that in the wintertime right. when there's less light and people become depressed, right? Right, but it happens in the summer, too. Okay. 
Um, it's just, it's, it happens. And then there's heat intolerance, which I am heavily involved in. That's what you say, but you do all right. I've never seen you deteriorate in the summertime. Because I stay inside and I come out very rarely and I creep out. I've seen you outside. You were okay. Like nothing dramatic happened. (laughs) You made it. Heat intolerance symptoms are similar to anxiety and the presence of these symptoms can trigger an anxiety attack. Okay. Um, no, but I can't take the, I can't take the heat and the humidity. I know that, but it's not. You know, what I'm saying it's like some people are like, I can't take the heat. You know, they they, they walk outside and they're like, ah, yeah, yeah, and they you know they pass out. Yeah, it's yeah. like, come on. Yeah. So basically, the heat can trigger your anxiety if you're already prone to it. Mm-hmm. Um, and the heat of summer can trigger unpleasant memories. It can make us uncomfortable. Unpleasant memories. Yeah. Are they going to be specific about that? Yeah. Well, I can be a specific. time when I was hot. <laughs> <laughs> I remember being hot last year yeah, at this time. And it was awful. You know what I, I always associate the summer with? When I was a child, mm-hmm. most every all the kids on my block would go away to summer camp except for me. Okay. And my my siblings. I was gonna and your siblings. Yeah. <laughs> like, they all just little Katie Casmir <laughs> like I wasn't able to go. So here we are with this free time on our hands and then uh, it That's the worst. And you can do whatever you want at that time. Yeah. And the limited things that you could do. Everybody's gone. Yeah. And it underscores you don't have enough money. It's the suburbs, too, so everybody was gone. Everybody was yeah. gone. So you're limited in where you could go and what you could do. You had to rely on your parents to take you anywhere mm-hmm. or provide any kind of entertainment. And there's no structure because school's out. Right. No structure. And not only that, it just lets you know that other families have money. You don't. And then you got to come back and hear all the the stories of the fun of things Of what everybody happened. did, yeah. So it was a lonely time yeah, for me, and I always that. think about that. And, it, and now I can do whatever I want. Yeah, yeah, but that, that memory doesn't go away. It doesn't go away, but also sometimes when people go on vacation in the summer, I go, you're ah. gone. <laughs> you know, so, you, you, it was like, a, it's, it's not the same, but it just reminds me of people going out and doing things. I never thought about it. So I went to summer camp because mm-hmm. my, not because we had a lot of money, but because uh, some people in my family knew someone who ran a camp. Mm-hmm. And so I started going when I was 13, and that greatly improved how I felt about summer. I used to, previously, then I would have to p- play with, like, local kids or, like, my cousins in the neighborhood who I didn't like. Mm-hmm. And I was horrified. I just wanted to stay inside. Mm-hmm. So until I had the escape of being able to get away, I didn't like summer either. Because I was like, um, can I just go to the library every day? And they're like, no, you have to play with these, you know, kids who are like, going to be on welfare and crack. <laughs> like, okay. and not do anything with their lives. And I was like, I don't yeah. Can I just read a book? Yeah. Oh, yeah. My mom would say, you've got a nice big yard to play in, and you have plenty of brothers and sisters. What are you complaining about? The plenty of brothers and sisters? <laughs> what are you talking about? I feel like sometimes adults forget yeah. that kind of stuff. Who's Regardless of how much you may get along with your siblings, at a certain point, it's like, really? Yeah. Did you hear yourself? Yeah. You know? <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that can definitely trigger anxiety, like this yeah, anxiety, going seasonal away. affective yeah. disorder. Um, symptoms of that include agitation, loss of appetite, not me, insomnia, mm-hmm. and sometimes suicidal thoughts. Wow, Ooh, I can get bad. Yeah, heat intolerance. It's the inability to be in unco- the inability to be comfortable when external temperatures rise. Mm-hmm. And they include dizziness, palpitations, rapid pulse. Mm-hmm. And to let's be clear that sometimes, I know at least where we are in the Northeast, the past couple of summers have just been, even if you're 
a person who's fairly heat tolerant, it's been difficult. Mm-hmm. The amount of rain, the humidity, and then also following those things, the, what do they call it, for the allergy mm-hmm. index, is it called an allergy, that pollen index, yeah. has been very high. Um, not to mention the fact that New York generally in the summertime smells like pee. Yeah. That's apt to give anyone anxiety. It's And the garbage. The smells oh, yeah, of the, the summer the in New garbage. York are like... When is America going to stop putting garbage outside? Yeah. On the street? Who is that? Like, is this 1910? <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, you know. Is it really? Like, because after the garbage is... And this is going to get into the weeds, people. But after the garbage is taken away, there's always just like a thin layer of, of garbage juice. <laughs> On the sidewalk. Do you know what I mean? And it's there. Yeah. And you can see it, so you're trying to avoid it because, worst case scenario, you're walking along and you slip. Mm-hmm. And now you're in it. Yeah. yeah. And it could be anything. And anything. also, you ju- like, I don't wear shoes in my apartment anyway, but that is one of many reasons why. Because I'm not bringing that juice in. <laughs> <laughs> or worse, and I, I bring this up every once in a while, it hasn't rained in a while, but there's a puddle somewhere in New York City. <laughs> No. Who is the, the, yeah, like, no. What's the source of that puddle? Yeah, I don't want to know. I don't want to know. <laughs> that makes me anxious in the summertime. The funk. Yeah. And also, people are angry. Yes. The every Sometimes every other subway car is air-conditioned. And so what happens is, instead of people being distributed evenly throughout the subway cars, we're all shoved into the car with, that has air-conditioning. And that makes that car very mm-hmm. hot mm-hmm. as well. So I don't know what their, their point is with that. I, I think that one of the things about public transportation, subways, trains, it has come to not evenly distributing distributing people throughout the cars. Yes. They want to fill up each car. Why? And then open up the next one. That doesn't make any sense. It's always for the ease of the conductors. And I, 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 I said something to the conductors. What did they say? Because this was on New Jersey Transit on one of the trains. And I, I was like... We're all loading up into this one car. And I'm like, there are plenty of empty cars. I'm like, can we, are we going to open them? They're like, when we get to other stops. Okay, let me just put it out there. I don't give a fuck about how the conductor feels. Yeah. There are hundreds of us trying to get on the train. Yeah. What are you talking about? You're air conditioned. You know what? I'm opening your window, buddy. I'm letting some hot air in. He's doing this. They're doing it because it's easier for them to collect all the tickets in one car. I don't care. Yeah, exactly. I don't care about any of that. Yeah. You have to figure out. I feel like the rest of the world has figured out how to run public transportation. Mm -hmm. And we are still collecting tickets like this. Yeah. I don't know what to say. I have no idea. All right. Oh, by the way, and the, the conductors are also supposed to, like, keep order on the train and also... Well, people are hot AF. Yeah, you know. But I, I was on the train, and this is the thing with the, with the cell phones when people use the earbuds instead of mm-hmm. um, earbuds that you plug into your phone. If you forget your earbuds... You're just listening to your phone out loud. Is that, no, that's why people are doing because they've forgotten their yes. little buds. I'm still wired. Yeah, I'm very old school because my ears are oddly shaped, and those don't fit in my ears. I have to get very expensive ones. Oh, okay. And I'm not going to be walking down the street and have my fifty dollar earbuds fall out I know. and go into a puddle. I know, <laughs> <laughs> garbage. Yeah, and then dissolve Juice. before I get kick it. You know, can kick it out with my shoe. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, but this uh, I know, and my hair is long, and I wear scarves. And yeah, I, always, I wear scarves. I lose earrings. Me too, because of time. scarves. Yeah. I'm like, I'm not losing my It's the hazard of being fashionable and accessorizing. That's right. But the conductor, I was sitting there, and somebody, somebody was sitting there, 
listening to their phone mm-hmm. out loud. And I'm like, I'm not having this in this enclosed space. So. Aren't they supposed to not do that in New Jersey? They're not supposed to. Puts their foot down on that. Yeah. Well, I said to the person, I said, excuse me. I'm like, can you use your earphones? Oh, is that what you said? Because in that. the Bronx, would be like, you can turn that shit off. I said, can you use your I don't your care earphones? about the game. And he, the guy looked at me. It was the conductor. Sitting down. <laughs> no, the ticket taker. It wasn't the conductor, was it? It was the ticket taker. Okay, because yeah. I'm like, if the conductor was not driving the train and is instead watching last night's game sitting next to you, you have another problem <laughs> on New Jersey Transit. That's was, like a whole other situation. I call the ticket taker. Call them all conductors. Okay, the conductor. All right, but uh, ticket taker is more accurate, I think. Yeah, but this is the guy who's supposed to enforce order on the train. And you got your ticket, be quiet, sit, put your feet what on the floor. What did he say? He just got up and walked away. <laughs> was he like touche yeah <laughs> I'll simply leave would you like a free ticket yeah <laughs> now public transportation this summertime is but I, I am trying my hardest this summer if I can not to because I do have to come into the city mostly I work from home mm-hmm. in the summertime I try not to hit it during rush hour yeah um, and if that means like waiting like starting later and leaving earlier I will do it because it gets really 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 bad alright so I wanted to bring up, oh, so this is interesting, some fun things about summer. Okay. And um, not sad things? No, not depressing. sad things. Okay. There's something called the Big Bounce. The Big Bounce what? America. It's the the world's largest inflatable castle. You know these bouncy okay. castles? It holds a Guinness World Record for largest castle, and it's it's coming around. Uh, it includes, uh, it's huge, this thing. It's like a mansion, blown up mansion. It has a ball pit. Within Fine. the bounce. Oh, all the balls. Oh, oh no. No, that's just... Just wait. Oh. <laughs> wait till you hear the rest of it. A ball, ball pits. More than one. Wow. Um, so you can, you know, lose your pocket knife at the bottom of your keys. And whatever <laughs> else. A basketball court. Oh. A climbing tower. Confetti blasts. And a jumbo slide. All centered around a DJ, which is inside, who is spinning tunes and quote-unquote nightclub quality sound and lights in this wow. bouncy castle. Uh, in addition to the bounce house, there are two inflatable extra add-ons. Uh, the first is an obstacle course called the Giant that's 900 feet long. The second one is Air Space, space in all caps. It's a 25-foot tall space-themed wonderland with a five-person race slide and a 50-foot wide play space. What? I know, this thing's huge. Like, this is me in America. We just can't have a couple of kids go in, jump up and down, one break an arm. Yeah, that's, that's it. it. No, you gotta it's make gotta it. Be, it's gotta be a huge thing. So this thing goes around to get inside. It's minimum sixteen dollars to go in and bounce. All right. Maximum thirty. They have a, an under three bounce. I mean, I'm sure that lasts like two minutes. Yeah, you just throw them in the small bar. They leap around. Someone and then pees, they're exhausted. And they're exhausted. <laughs> juniors, a junior session for under seven. Um. The bigger kids section se- sessions for people fifteen and under, and then parents and caretakers. That's I think caregivers is a better name. Yeah, caretakers. I'm taking your care. <laughs> like, um, I think a caretaker. It makes me think of a funeral home. Yeah. <laughs> Which, by the way, Greg, my husband and I, we are because of the neighborhood we live in. It's a a lot of retired people. We've started getting stuff from funeral homes. Oh, we're not even religious. And we're in our 40s, but apparently we need to lock a plot down. Yeah, well. At the cemetery. Um, you know, my policy, everyone, and if I, I don't have a chance to write it down, leave me in the road, let the state take care of it. Leave me in a puddle. Yeah. 
no, make them garbage pick it up. juice. Yeah. yeah, make them pick that up. Um, so parents and caregivers can come. And or then there's adults only. Can undergivers go? If no. they're not undertakers? No undergivers. Okay. Undertakers is funeral parlor employees yeah. and directors only. Yeah. That would be a solemn ass bounce. They just walk inside, have a moment of silence, yeah. and then quickly slip yeah. out the side. Um, yeah, so 16 to 30 dollars, the world's largest bouncy castle. That's weird. I guess do they just blow it up and just keep blowing it up? Mm-hmm. All those people bouncing. I hope it never, you know. Pops. <laughs> yeah, oh, right. Or anything happens. But what's up with the basketball court inside? I feel like that's not really in the spirit of a bouncy castle. No, it's not. And how do you dribble? I, I feel like this is the kind of thing, if it came to New York, it would just be a bar. <laughs> it would just yeah. be a blow up bar. Yeah, that's And you'd it. have to like take your shoes off and go and in. like go inside and have an overpriced cocktail. No one will bounce. Yeah, and then it's somebody's going to spill something. You're yeah, in your yeah. socks. If you want to bounce, you have to leave. Yeah. Like, bounce is just, like, the name of it. <laughs> like, if you want to bounce, like, what do you think this is? Kind of thing. Big bounce America. That'd be Manhattan bounce. Yeah. Just walk in quietly, sit down, have your cocktail, get out. Get out. You know? There's a ball pit, but you can't go in it. Man. All right, what do you have? So you play bass keys. Drums, guitar. Sing lead or rap. Horns, too. Looking for a place to go. Saturday night, 8 p.m. to 12. Funkadelic Studios, y'all. Fully equipped rehearsal studio. It's got everything you need to jam. What you waiting on? 209 West 40th Street. Come one, come all, and you can bring your bandmate, lover, or friend. Yeah, come prepare to jam. Well, we have Juneteenth. Oh, yeah, Juneteenth. So Katie has educated me on this African-American celebration before, and I forgot. So, I know it's in Texas. I know it has something to do with, oh, we're supposed to be calling ourselves now enslaved people. Right? Enslaved Africans. We can't say slaves. It's enslaved Africans. You can't say slave? You can say whatever you want. But who who doesn't want you to say it? Of the 90s? I don't know. (laughs) Okay. So, um... This is, they said, there's more than one Independence Day in the Mm -hmm. U.S. On June 19th, 1865, General Gordon Granger rode to Galveston, Texas, and announced that the slaves were now free. Mm -hmm. Since then, June 19th. And they were like, woo! Now what? They were like, you're free, get out. Yeah. (laughs) Get moving. Yeah, so June 19th has been celebrated as Juneteenth across the nation. At least one person was like, we were slaves? Like, yeah, you're not getting paid. Get out. <laughs> Get out. But here's some uh, some things that you should know. Uh, number one, slaves had already been emancipated. They just didn't know it. Yeah, Texas. Yeah, so... The, Who was that guy? General Granger was like, why did you say anything, dude? We yeah. had a good thing going here. It came more than two and a half years after Abraham Lincoln issued the Emancipation Proclamation. On January 1st, 1963. So the question is, um, what does it mean then, the proclamation? Well, so, and if, we think, if we think about this in terms of our laws now, so they said, like, you guys are free, but then well, it's, it I continued. Mean, they, they didn't have internet or television. Surely it takes less than two and a half years for a piece of news I know. to travel from the East so Coast they to were, I mean, they were will, willfully withholding yes. this information. Sure, for sure. Until so, this guy had to go in there and ride through town being like, you're free, you're free, I, I'm you're gonna, free. I'm going to guess that uh, that probably happened, but just like with American, a lot of American mythology. So I'm sure a lot of people were like, yeah, we know we're free, but what are we going to do? Yeah. 
Okay. Like, if we go over there, <laughs> like, it's, you know. But it was 250,000 slaves in Texas that mm-hmm. were free, but none were aware. Yep. And no one was in a rush to inform them. Why would they be? Yeah, of course. Okay. I mean, this is the problem with the slaveholders, right? They were only making money because they didn't have to pay wages. Yeah. It's not that they were good business people or even clever. Yeah, right. They just didn't they pay. They just didn't pay. Free and labor. if yeah. we had businesses and we didn't have to pay anybody, we'd also be rich. Yeah, exactly. Right? Imagine if we never had to pay for takeout. We just commanded it. Okay, and then it's like, oh, there's many theories as to why the law wasn't enforced in Texas. Well, one, one, white we, people. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's my theory. Yeah, I, I'm just saying, no, I mean, you know, yeah, it, whoever was supposed to be giving the news wasn't giving them the yeah. news. But they said news traveled slowly back in those days. It took Confederate shol- soldiers in western Texas <laughs> more than two months to hear that Robert E. Lee had, had surrendered. <laughs> I wonder how many of them were like, well, so much for that. Yeah. Some, still some have have struggled to explain the 30-month gap between the proclamation and freedom. And some people still don't know what happened. And leading some people to suspect, dun, 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 mm-hmm. that Texan slave owners purposely suppressed the announcement. Of course they, they did. did. Yes. I don't, what are they saying suspect? Yeah. I mean, they should have used the Shabowski method. When a slave rear over, hold on. Now. What? The Shabowski, the guy that you reported on about the fall of the Berlin Wall. Oh, right. Yeah. Well, they asked him if it was oh, over. Right. Oh, right. That's right. The guy, that's how the Berlin Wall fell. Yeah. Because the guy was reading something saying, hey, this wall should... Come down. When? Now. Now, oh. and without reading the rest of it. Yeah. Um, let's see. So, um, the, another theory includes that the original messenger was murdered to prevent the information from being relayed. Again, there's just one. I mean, this is a major proclamation across the land. I know. That millions of people are free, and they, didn't, they did not entrust it to one guy. This goes along with, um, you know, George Washington and the cherry tree. Yeah, and so, or that the federal government purposefully delayed the announcement to Texas in order to get one more carton, cotton harvest out of the slaves. I'd believe that. I mean, this is the U.S. government we're talking but they about. Said another reason is probably that the, the Lincoln's proclamation simply wasn't enforceable in, this, in the rebel states before the end of the I'm war. I'm going with that one. Yeah. So this is why, you know, with everything that's going on now and all these crazy laws that are coming up, mm-hmm. it's always... For better or for ill, I guess sometimes you should remember that you don't have to follow any of them, mm-hmm. as they didn't. And what was the penalty for keeping a slave for an extra two and a half years were, was getting a lot of money. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, yeah. It's like being exactly. able to continue with your, you know, your pre-Civil War lifestyle was the punishment. Yeah. I know. And the, uh, here's another thing. The announcement actually urged freed slaves to stay with their former owners. Mm-hmm. You're free, but stay a slave. Yeah. The people of Texas are informed that. This is what the General Granger said. The people of Texas are informed that, in accordance with proclamation from the executive of the United States, all slaves are free. This involves an absolute equality of personal rights and rights of property between former masters and slaves. Mm-hmm. And the connection here to to four existing between them become that between employer and hired labor. And the freedmen are advised to remain quietly. Yes. Which, unfortunately, we did in a lot of cases. Yeah. (laughs) And, yeah. Yeah. So stay and you're going to get paid. Yeah. I mean, who would really believe that? It's, it's, It's tantamount to being like, to going to jail and opening the door and being like, you're free, but please stay in the jail. 
Yeah. Exactly. Like, just, it'll be fine. And then what followed was known as the scatter. Oh, <laughs> the sc- who called it the scatter? I like that. Probably black people. <laughs> right. Both it. Obviously, most former slaves weren't terribly, terribly interested in staying with the people who enslaved them, even if pay was involved. Who wrote that weren't terribly interested? <laughs> in fact, some were leaving before Granger had finished making the announcement. <laughs> <laughs> what did he say? He said we were free. I'm not free. Oh. I know. Everyone just dropping their hoes and rakes and being like, well, fuck this. You know what? You're an asshole. Yeah. Bye. <laughs> yeah. What followed was called the scatter when droves of former slaves left the, the state to find family members or more welcoming accommodations in mm-hmm. northern regions. That's fascinating. I would have loved to have been there in that moment when people were like, he's like, I'm still talking. It's like, no, you're not. Not anymore. Yeah. We're out. You said we were free. That's all I need to know. I don't need to. I'm free to not listen to the rest of this. Mm-hmm. That's fascinating. Two and a half years. And then not all sl- slaves were freed instantly. Texas is a large state in General Granger's order, and the troops to enforce it were slow to spread. According to historian James Smallwood, many enslavers deliberately suppressed the information until after the harvest and some beyond that. In July 1867, mm-hmm. there were two separate reports of slaves being freed and one report of a Texas house thief named Alex Simpson whose slaves were only freed after his hanging in 1968. That's insane. I, I don't understand human nature. I don't know why those slaves didn't immediately just destroy everything. I know. You know, I, I guess Christianity might be the answer. That because you got nothing to lose at that point. And then, well, this is also something that happened. You know, it's not just a proclamation from the government saying, hey, slaves are freed. There were a lot of white people who were pissed. Yeah, yeah, And guess what happened? Despite the announcement, Texas slave owners weren't too eager to part with what they felt was their property. Yeah. When legally freed slaves tried to leave, many of them were beaten, lynched, and murdered. Jeez. They would catch them swimming across the Sabine River and shoot them. Can you imagine? Yeah. Well, I no, can't. I can't. I can't. Yeah, no. <laughs> like, I can 100% when, when imagine. When freed slaves tried to celebrate the first anniversary of the announcement a year later, they were faced with a problem. Segregation laws were expanding rapidly, and there were no public spaces or parks they were permi- permitted to use. Mm-hmm. So in the 18- It's almost as if they didn't think this one through, the American government. Yeah. So in the 1870s, former slaves pooled together $800 and purchased 10 acres of land, which they deemed Emancipation Park. Oh, nice. Is that still there, or did they shut that down, too? I don't know. I No, it looks like there's a picture of it. And this is in Texas? In Houston. All right. It was the only public park and swimming pool in the Houston area that was open to African Americans until the 1950s. Wow. Yay, America. I mean, I'll never see Emancipation Park, because I'll never set foot in Texas, mm-hmm. unless I'm in the airport. But that's pretty cool. Yeah. Also shameful. This is why I don't delve too much into African-American history. There's not a lot of... Like, it, I will say this. The, the country doesn't come out looking good. Yeah. Right? It's not <laughs> like, a good look. No, so even this, positive things are, you know, but we need backed to, up with this. We need to know this, this yeah. kind of stuff. Because I was never taught any of this, too. Of course not. It's, and I'm I walking mean, around bad. ignorant. Yeah. And, like, not knowing the history. I had heard about Juneteenth, but all I knew is that, and, you know, I'm cynical enough as it is, was that, you know, everybody else was free. And then Texas, <laughs> a couple of years mm-hmm. later, was like, oh, I guess us too. Well, well, the celebration started waning 
the Juneteenth celebrations, and this is probably why we never really heard of it. Um, it wasn't because people no longer wanted to celebrate freedom, but as the state so eloquently put it, it is difficult to celebrate freedom when your life is defined by oppression on all sides. Yeah. So what are you what are you celebrating? Right? Yeah, so you're celebrating, I guess, a movement towards freedom. Yeah, that still has not come to fruition. Juneteenth celebrations waned during the era of Jim Crow laws until the civil rights movements of the 1960s, where the Poor People's March planned by Martin Luther King Jr. was purpose, purposely scheduled to coincide with that date. Mm-hmm. And the march brought Juneteenth back into the forefront. Oh, okay. I didn't know that. And when the march per- per- participants took the celebrations back to their home states, the holiday was reborn. Okay. Yeah, I didn't grow up with this, but also I'm from, you know, I'm from Maryland, and we have the Eastern Shore. We have a lot of um, our, our own events, mm-hmm. but also we are more, we know more about what happened in the Northeastern region. Mm-hmm. So, like, I know more about the history of African Americans from, say, like, Washington, D.C., Virginia, Maryland, and going on up. I really don't know that much about the the South or Texas because my family wasn't there, mm-hmm. um, and our celebrations are a little bit are a little bit different. Okay. Oh, so speaking of which, I found this. This is um, I know we're talking about summer, but this is another holiday, uh, African American holiday that I was not aware of called Pinkster, and it's celebrated in the Hudson Valley or it oh. originated in the Hudson Valley. Okay. So it was celebrated by African and Dutch New Yorkers throughout the 1700s. It was uh, brought to the quote-unquote New World by Dutch settlers in the 1620s. So they were big slave owners up here in New York. So mm-hmm. when people talk about there's no slavery in New York, of course there was. Yes, yeah, it was all over. How do you think all this stuff got done? Mm-hmm. Um, and the Dutch settlements, uh, and they were, you know, famously known as slavers, in the Hudson Valley, northern New Jersey, and western Long Island. So this, these celebrations encompass where you're from as well, and you probably never heard of it. And I'm sure people on Long Island had not heard of it because so, there were a lot of um, African-Americans enslaved here in the 1600s until 1827 in New York. So freedom came a little bit earlier. So obviously, as a slave, you didn't get a lot of free time. Yeah. But and, and in addition to not having a lot of free time, a lot of the slave communities here were quite small. So your relatives might be. Uh, and an, another, you know, area maybe an hour away or two hours away, and you wouldn't get to see them very often. So Pinkster was a time when the Dutch observed um, the holiday by attending church services, and they would have baptisms, confirmations, festivals. They would dye eggs and eat gingerbread. And then during this time, if you had slaves, you might let them have a couple of days off as well. And what they would do is that they would reunite with family members. So say like you were upstate New York and you had family members who were living in Manhattan, the Manhattan area. Some were free, some weren't free because there were always freed um, Mm -hmm. African-Americans in Manhattan, even from the beginning, as well as slaves. You would get together and like hang out and Mm -hmm. have a good time. Um, And it became such a popular thing that a lot of the slaves would open up markets so they would sell they make a little bit of money selling berries sassafras barks of course some beverages <laughs> um oysters and that kind of stuff and that was like a little you know a little way to make a little bit of money okay so azaleas so africans and europeans would together right so these are slaves 
freed African Americans, people who had never been slaves, and then Europeans drinking, playing games, music at these gatherings. Oh, you mean all human beings getting along together, together. for yeah. a couple of days? All right. Uh, they would have the vendors would have stalls. They would sell azaleas that are associated with pinksters. With pinkster and the Europeans, of course, they would have their vending as well. Mm-hmm. They'd hire Africans to, to draw people to their. Um, booth, and they would have people doing dances like the jig or the double double shuffle or breakdown, which were African dances and European dances together. Oh. So like a mix of the two things. So it becomes an African-American holiday because apparently we were killing it mm-hmm. on the holiday. Like yeah. we made it our own thing. And between 1790 and 1810, um, in the weeks before the holiday, people would get together and start building like a little holiday village. Oh. Right, so this is kind of like a Euro, you know the European idea of like a, a celebration village or a holiday village plus Africa and stuff together, and they would do it in Albany. So they would, uh, and where the capital is now, used to be Pinkster Hill, where they would build the village. Oh. So in Albany, um, so during the those years between seventeen ninety and eighteen ten, Pinkster was presided over a gentleman called King Charles. He was. Um, an Angola-born captive who was claimed by the mayor of Albany, and he was like the mayor of the Pinkster celebration. Mm-hmm. So he was like a great orator. It said he was a tireless dancer. I always think of someone being like, I'd just like to stop, and I can't. <laughs> I know, right? Um, <laughs> it's like the cursed shoes that yeah. make you keep dancing. He was the master of ceremonies for Pinkster. So he would put everything together, call the dances, run the drumming mm-hmm. sessions, and it would go on and on. Um, and so... It was celebrated by African Americans, European Americans, and Native Americans. But by the, like I said, by the late, by the eight, early 1800s, it was looked at mostly as an African American holiday. And they still recreate it today um, in Phillipsburg Manor. Mm-hmm. So the Phillips family were very, I mean, slave owners. That's how they got their money. They had a mill, and they had about 23 slaves. And they would have, um, so they have today on that property, which is a historical site in Sleepy Hollow, a recreation mm-hmm. of Pinkster. I never heard of this thing. And I just like randomly saw something on Instagram about it. Mm-hmm. And it was, it was pretty interesting. So for the Dutch, it was a religious holiday. But for enslaved Africans, it was a gathering time of urban markets. And you could get together with people. You could make money, which I find fascinating. A little, you know, side hustle. Mm-hmm. You could purchase goods. Um, and it was a time to reunite with family members and loved ones. And also, that was the opportunity to pass on uh, either lore about your family mm-hmm. or your language or your culture to other Africans. Um, especially if your children had been sold somewhere else. You could get together with them. Okay. Well, pretty interesting stuff. Okay. That is interesting. Thank you for listening to Hey You Know It. Stay in touch with us during the week. Follow us on Twitter. Follow us on Tumblr. Go to iTunes and leave us a five-star review. We'll read it on an upcoming show regardless of content. As always, we love your emails. Send us an email at heyyouknowit at gmail.com with your comments, questions, and segment ideas. Emails will also be read on upcoming shows. Please tell your friends about us because you know we don't advertise. And let them know we can be found on iTunes at stitcher.com and at heyyouknowit.com. Thanks. Thanks.